This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, America. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you for tuning in on the day after the anniversary of September 11. It takes me a couple of days to really sort of readjust after we go through all the ceremonies and all the remembrances. And, and I, I did quite a few of the interviews. I did, I did a long one last night with Sebastian Gorka, which is going to be part of a documentary, I guess, that Sebastian is doing. I thought, it was, I thought Sebastian's questions were brilliant. I really did. And I, I think it's going to come out you know, very, very well in terms of bringing out some things that I ac- actually hadn't thought of uh, since then. That's really the sign of a really, re- really good interview. When you're being interviewed about a subject, you've been interviewed about a thousand times, and all of a sudden he brings out things that you didn't think about. Uh, I, 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 I do find it extremely disturbing that 9-11 is not taught in many, many schools. Now, I received um, a number of communications about that over this last three or four days uh, in different places, not just New York but mostly where the communist teachers union has a has a has a role it's as if it, it never took place now uh, september 11 is one of those events that marks a generation i mean it's like pearl harbor and um the kennedy assassination until this came along every, every time i traveled I'm talking about traveling to England or traveling to Japan or traveling. People would come up to me and tell me about their experience of September 11. Not necessarily even the ones who were there. They would they'd come up and say, you know, when it happened, I was in school. Or when it happened, I was just waking up and I, I realized that my friend, uh, I, I'm engaged in those conversations so often. I, I'd, I'd wished a while back that I kept a diary of it because... Some of the conversations are extraordinarily interesting, and I do remember many of them. But uh, it's an event that, that, that shapes our history and shapes who and what we are. There's no question about that. And I'm not sure. In fact, not, I'm, it's not, I'm not sure. I know we don't completely understand it yet, nor, nor would we, because it takes a while. The way the Kennedy assassination it took really 20 to 30 years to look back on it and be able to say, oh, my goodness, that caused a lot of the issues that happened in the 60s and the 70s. And we know the impact of Pearl Harbor. Uh, so to take it away, um, I mean, Obama started some of that by never using the words Islamic extremist terrorist. Now, that, uh, that, um, that's very bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say anything uh, too far out, but I could about that. Uh, y- y- in order to defeat your enemy, you have to identify your enemy. If we were incapable of saying Nazi in the Second World War or leading up to the Second World War or even communists during the Cold War, we never would have defeated them. Then you don't know who you're fighting. 
I mean, we have an avowed enemy that wants to destroy us and brings their children up to kill us. Not just the Israelis. The Palestinians, yes, are brought up to kill Jews, and somehow we fund them. You explain that one to me. But many of the Islamic terrorist groups, of which bin Laden was just at one time the most powerful, but not the only one, they are brought up to kill us, to destroy us. Their their objective is, and it may seem unrealistic to you, and it may be unrealistic, although I don't know. But their goal is to basically uh, take over as much of the world as possible, make it into a caliphate in which everyone is either Muslim or submissive, which means basically uh, you can practice your religion maybe secretly, but you've got to pay a tax. So like in Saudi Arabia, there are no crosses. You could travel up and down Saudi Arabia. You're not going to see a church with a cross. Do people get to practice Christianity quietly in Saudi Arabia? Nowadays they do. But in, the, in their own home or in something that isn't really designated as a church. Now, I, I haven't been to uh, Dubai and Qatar in uh, half a decade, but I used to go there quite a bit. They uh, allow freedom of religion, but you're not going to see, I'm not sure you're going to see a cross there. Now, if you go uh, to Bahrain, which is the, probably the most freedom-loving of those countries, uh, they're, they're the only uh, uh, they're the only Arab country um, that has actually a synagogue at that time. I think that this might be changing with the good work that Trump did with the Abraham Accords. Uh, so these things are extraordinarily important because you have to understand you have to understand their mentality it is by no means the whole religion and it's by no means it's like uh, people who have taken the religion and turned it into a political ideology but the ideology is to take you over and I must tell you as I told people yesterday uh, uncomfortable though it was because I'd like to say soothing things on September 11th I used to be able to say fairly soothing things on September 11. I used to be able to say when George Bush was the president that our country had gotten somewhat safer as a result of the masterful uh, original attack in Afghanistan with the horse soldiers. I mean, that knocked them back on their backsides. Then they'd really uh, look. It's really hard to plan a massive attack on the United States while you're hiding in a cave in, in a cave. And uh, so whatever you think of Bush, and particularly those people who are Trump supporters like I am, have a certain anger at at President Bush. And I do, too, for that. But I I said once, and I stick with it, that his immediate reaction to September 11 will always make him, in my mind, a great president. But, of course, I was at the the point of the sphere, and I know he gets uh, criticized for not reacting fast enough. You're wrong. He reacted fast enough. Imagine if it were if it were uh, uh, silly li- uh, uh, living in the cloud, one of those silly living in the clouds Democrats like Clinton. Remember when 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 our uh, when our ship was attacked in act of war, he bombed an empty field. Bin Laden laughed at him. You know, bombing empty fields is was basically is basically what 
Well, I mean, that's even better than Biden that wouldn't bomb anything. In fact, he'd probably give you uh, weapons so you could fight us. So even in the early part of Obama, I would say we were safer with regard to bin Laden. Now, where he, where he compromised us in a way in which uh, he has to pay someday, I think, in the afterlife is with Iran. And by giving them uh, millions and millions in cash, uh, there's no way he didn't know that that money was going to terrorists. He'd have to be a fool not to know it. Iran spends at least half of what they have giving it to terrorists who kill us and our allies. Why would Iran want money in cash? Come on, Barack, you were on the law review somehow. You're smart. You're not dopey like Biden. Biden might not be able to answer this. Why would the country want cash? You answer it for me, ladies and gentlemen at home, if I'm allowed to still refer to you as ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure. I may get thrown off the air for saying ladies and gentlemen. But um, you say to yourself, why would a country want cash? Why wouldn't they want a nice big wire transfer that happens in seconds, is completely secure, doesn't get lost in an airplane that could... Gosh almighty, get shot down and burned with all the cash getting burned. Why do they want cash? Now, I know you know the answer because we've got a very smart audience. They want cash because they're either doing business with drug dealers or terrorists. Because that's how they do business in cash. And, and then one other question for our audience, which is so much smarter than Biden. Who, what country is the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world? Iran. That's the country who wants the cash. Now we just do a little Aristotelian logic, which is, would be beyond Biden, but not Obama. The country that gives the most money to terrorists doesn't want to do a wire transfer like all the other countries, but they want cash. Now, you tell me, for $5, why do they want the cash? Because they're giving it to the terrorists. That's why. So that got me all messed up. The uh, Benghazi happening on September 11 and uh, Obama basically sleeping through it got me kind of nervous. Hillary's massive lying about it made me even more nervous. Um, But up until up until Afghanistan, I still felt that maybe we were safer. We had put together an enormous number of terrorism task force. Our military had been trained to deal with terrorism. We had fended off some bad attacks, and we did have a few attacks, but they were no attack is minor, but in comparison to September 11, and we all did expect further attacks. And the fact that we didn't have them said to me, we're doing a pretty, pretty good job. That all changed uh, with the uh, betrayal of the United States with regard to Afghanistan. Uh, uh, Make no mistake about it. Joseph Biden, as president of the United States, did more to betray the United States than any American president that I know of. He, he, um, if 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 fit the definition of treason, uh, he should he should he should have been prosecuted for it. He did it in Afghanistan. He did it by taking out the troops before he took out the civilians, which consigned and sentenced the civilians to death. Um, he absolutely got the 13 uh, people that were trying to uh, save people killed. Never would have happened had there been not only Trump, but a president with a soul 
uh, in, uh, in the White House and a brain. And uh, now people are being killed who are left behind. You, you won't read about it in the Times. You read about it every place else. And you're going to read about something else. They're now being trained every day. They're being trained and they're much better prepared than they were before September 11. And they have $85 million worth of the newest technology to attack us with. And do you know who gave it to them? The guy you voted for for president. What are they going to use it for eventually? To kill us. You couldn't figure that out? You couldn't at least blow up the stuff? Gosh, I watched that in movies, jerk. But it's worse than that. He also gave up an air base 400 miles from China, an air base that the terrorists who are training their people to kill us can now use. Who is he president of? Who is he loyal to? Why, why hasn't he been impeached? And why hasn't he been removed under the 25th Amendment? They all know he's, they all know he doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know what he's talking about. I saw several of his cabinet members yesterday. Took every, all the, all the, um, all the restraint I have for saying, how come you haven't moved for his removal? You, you know he's demented. You see him every day. Maybe they don't. Well, we'll be back uh, very shortly. We've got plenty, plenty more to talk about. We've got a candidate from New Hampshire going to be calling in in a little while. And New Hampshire's getting very complicated. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on uh, the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, we'll get to your calls in a moment. I just want to point out, Something that is, um, I mean, if this isn't fraud or, or, or give you an idea of how, how crooked the Democratic Party is and how screwed up they are and how immoral they are and how much they lie and cheat and, and why they are capable of stealing an election. I mean, anybody capable of making up the Russian collusion thing and investing millions in it and impeaching a president, trying to impeach a president over it, is capable of stealing an election. And it certainly is not doesn't find stealing an election morally repugnant. Framing a president seems to me pretty much the equivalent of stealing an election. But, I mean, look what they're doing now. They're investing millions in, in, in trying to elect the extremist Republicans. So Biden is out there making a total fool out of himself talking about semi-fascists and that uh, MAGA Republicans, like me, and I would suspect many of you on the phone are uh, traitors, uh, horrible people, extremists, and uh, very, 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 very dangerous to the republic. Uh, however, I don't know if you know that they have invested somewhere between, it's hard to say exactly how much, well, if you include Illinois, $53 million in um, 
trying to help those MAGA Republicans get nominated because they feel they can defeat them more easily. But that's a heck of a risk. You, you, can't, you can't get elected unless you get nominated. So they're putting them one step next to the Senate or the governorship. Or, and these people are extraordinarily dangerous individuals. But they're spending $53 million to give them uh, a chance of being one out of two people to have the position because they're so sure they can beat them. Well, they were sure they could beat Trump in 16 and they didn't do it. They're sure they could beat a lot of MAGA Republicans who kicked their, uh, kick their backside. Uh, and some of these people, look, look, look at Mastriano. They wanted Mastriano so badly, the guy's ahead now. And he's running against a, a left winger that's f- f- uh, basically ready for the Soviet Union, Shapiro. I mean, Shapiro, Shapiro is completely supports the DA in, in, in Philadelphia who has, has the record now two years in a row for the first most murders in the history of Philadelphia. And Shapiro does nothing about it because he's a left-wing creature of Soros. So Mastriano is going to beat him. And they tried real hard to nominate Mastriano because they said, he's an election denier. Well, what does that mean, an election denier? They were all election deniers in 16. Hillary's an election denier. How many of them called Trump an illegitimate president? About half of them. Yeah, about half of them. Oh, but, but, but when Republicans do it, they're, oh. But why are they spending all this money on, 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 on Republicans? Have any, they have any principles? No. J.D. Pritzker, who's so fat he can't even walk, has spent something like 30, did he spend 34 million? Well, if you put his money in, it's 53 million total. So he, he's, try, he's trying to get a, 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 what he calls, you know, a, a MAGA Republican nominated. And in, in uh, New Hampshire, it, which is the last primary, which is the last primary um, that there is, and I'm going to be there tomorrow and the next day, and I'm going to interview the winner. Uh, uh, the one who comes out of this, because it's getting so darn complicated. In uh, New Hampshire, you've got a four-way race. And you've got... <laughs> uh, uh, one's, a, one's a very, very strong libertarian. So let's, let's take him out for, for a moment, because his views are, are don't fit into the Trump, not Trump, or whatever thing. It just And, and he doesn't have a chance. So the candidates that, that, ha- that, ha- that have a chance... Uh, there's one who is, uh, oh, I, you would call him the mainstream candidate, uh, uh, Chuck Morse. He was the head of the Senate, the state Senate. He is a particularly good candidate, uh, uh, supported by the National Rifle Association, uh, helped put a budget together in defeating Ma- Maggie Hassan, and he would be the more moderate of the two. And then there's General Baldock, who's supported by Trump. And then there's the, uh, Kevin, who'll be on in a, in a little while, who is an, also an excellent candidate and maybe going to be the beneficiary of this, uh, strangely. Uh, but they, they, they want Bulldog. And they want Bulldog because uh, they say he has a history of flirting with conspiracy theories. So what they're basically doing is they are trying to destroy Chuck Mars with nasty ads accusing him of being corrupt. Which there's no evidence of the man. The man. Uh, I mean, I, I got to know New Hampshire really well in 20, uh, uh, 
2007, and I got to know Kevin, and I got to know Chuck, both of them at that time. These are both honorable men. This guy, this guy is revered in New Hampshire as an honest guy who was able actually to, 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 to uh, control Hassan's uh, penchant for wanting to raise taxes. Hassan has voted with Biden. She's Biden. She's voted for Biden on everything. Hassan has created your inflation in New Hampshire. She should get whipped big time. And the only way for her to win is to pull this fraud. This fraud of putting money in the other parties, putting millions in the other parties' primary, trying to destroy the candidate that you think has the best chance of beating you, and trying to uh, – they, they refer to him as another sleazy politician. They say he worked for a Chinese company owned by a Communist Party official. They have the nerve to talk about working for a Chinese communist company when the president of the United States, the head of their party, got $31 million from the Chinese communists and his uh, sleazy kid is still getting money from him? Okay, well, we'll be back. We'll have Kevin on. We'll get to your calls. and We'll get to the bottom of this. Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you at the Rudy Giuliani Show. You can get me at 1-800-848-9222. We have Kevin Smith on the phone, and Kevin is a candidate for uh, the Republican nomination for the United States Senate in New Hampshire, which has become so confused, we're going to need uh, <laughs> we're going to need numbers to you know put on the back of the candidates. Kevin. Mayor. What's going on there? Oh, my gosh. Mayor, we got a tightly contested Senate race going on. It's coming down to the wire tomorrow. So how does it look? And tell me and tell me uh, and, you know, obviously tell us why you you should be the one you got. You got three guys. You got three guys that I could support and I support you. But the other two, the other two are okay with me. The, the, The libertarian is just a little too far out. But what the hell are the Democrats doing in your primary? Well, that's the thing, Mayor. So we, we are getting just an influx of money from D.C. pouring into this race. So, you know, Mitch McConnell, he's gone all in for one of my opponents, Chuck Morris. He's, you know, Chuck's the career politician. He's the establishment pick. So Mitch has gone all in for him. And then Chuck Schumer has gone on all in for one of my other opponents, uh, Don Bolduck, who they view as the weakest candidate. But they Don think, Hampton. but that that's really totally cynical. That that second one, the, the second one is to try to nominate someone they think is going to get defeated because he's that's right. He's it's not even just Trump. He's made some they regard as strange statements. Very very strange. Right. Yeah, very strange statements. And so look at what I've been telling people, Mayor, is I'm the only one that's not. Bought and sold for by D.C. You know, I'm going down to fight this. Yeah, I like that. Corruption. Yeah. And and look, I'm going to be fighting for New Hampshire residents. And, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I've been out here all day canvassing, you know, the, the neighborhoods, knocking on doors, visiting the diners. And the response has been very, very positive. I would imagine. You know I, you Ham- know, I, yeah. You know, you, New Hampshire people, they decide at the last minute. Yeah. And they're very common sense. And I uh, somehow I think, you know. First of all, I watched the debate very, very carefully. 
I'm, I don't know yeah. if everyone did. I, I New Hampshire people tend to watch debates. I mean, you, you really, by far, won that debate. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't even close. I mean, you, you, you hit all the issues. You hit them very, very succinctly. Uh, 100% con- uh, conservative. Uh, yeah. lo- lo- lower taxes. Deal with inflation. Um, a very, very yeah, clear, home, very home clear program. Oil, deal yeah. with crime. Exactly. Well, and that's what resonates with New Hampshire voters, Mayor. And, uh, you know, and, and the people who, who did watch that debate, and a lot of people did, I hear it from them on the, you know, on the stump, uh, they're telling me that uh, the same thing you just said, that I've got clear plans for how to fix a lot of this. And they know I'm not going to be, you know, beholden to the Washington leadership and the establishment, but I'm going to go down and have a spine and a backbone and, uh, you know, put a stop to a lot. Oh, you'd of be nonsense. great. You'd be just great. You'd be just you, you'd be just what we need an independent voice. And, uh, you know, Chuck, I know Chuck for a long time. I know you for a long time. Uh, the, the connection with McConnell, you know, this MAGA stuff uh, mm-hmm. has gotten out of, out of control. But I'm more I'm more I'm more worried about the rhino Republicans than I am MAGA. Right. 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 <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Because right, we got to make changes. We, we have to have the courage to realize we're in th- – these are basic changes that have to be made, and they're going to be hard. Exactly. And exactly. you can't, you can't do it the McConnell way. You can't, you know, you can't no, play I, ball with the other side until exactly. they straighten out. When, when, right. when they start acting like the Democrats used to act, which I think they will if they get beaten bad enough, we can start, we can start doing positive things again. That's right. Exactly. But you first have to you first have to make a lot of these changes. And like you said, you can't just decide to play ball with them right now because, you know, we're going to get the same old results over and over. And, you know, people want new leadership. They want a new generation of leadership. And that's what I'm offering them. And look, I have a solid conservative track record over the last 25 years from my time in the legislature to running one of the largest municipalities in the state. And uh, I plan on working for, for the people in New Hampshire. Well, I'm going to be up there tomorrow and the next day, and I hope I get to interview you as the uh, as the nominee. I look forward to that, Mayor, <laughs> very much. That'll be fantastic. Okay, good All luck right. and good luck, and Thanks, and and uh, Democrats get the hell out of our primary. That's right. You do enough right. damage in your own party. We don't need you in ours. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, Mayor. Okay, Kevin. Good luck. All right. God bless you. Thanks. God right, bless thank you. you. You know, and nowadays you got to say to these people. God bless you for doing it too. I mean, you know, even and even on the Democrat side, God bless you for doing it because, boy, do you get ripped apart. Woo! I mean, Kevin, in a way, got lucky here. He got caught in the. I mean, he didn't get he didn't get caught in the middle of this. Uh, they may be making a big mistake. I, you know, I look, I, I know, I know them, and this guy would be the most effective for, for our point of for, for what we want to do because he's extraordinarily articulate. And he's, a, which makes you a leader in the Senate. You know, you can get your, you can get your, um, get your whole thing done. Now, Hochul is turning into being a real crook. Now, let's, let's, let's just talk straight like I do and we do. Hochul's a crook. This no-bid COVID contract stinks to high heaven. And, of course, the New York Times ignored, New York Times ignored 9-11. I guess I shouldn't feel... Uh, insulted, they ignore me. Fox ignores me. I had nothing to do with 9-11 because they want to rewrite the history of 9-11. Like I wasn't there. I wasn't trapped. I didn't almost get killed. It really didn't happen. Uh, Somebody else really ran that. 
you see, you see those pictures and you see me uh, directing people and holding the first press conference and you see President Bush uh, thanking me and kissing me and whatever. That never really happened, according to Fox, uh, because I disagree with them on the stolen election. I mean, this is ridiculous. You can't, you can't disagree on the stolen election. And if you disagree on the stolen election, every, everything else you did in your life is wiped out. What's wrong with them? Now, you want to talk about semi-fascist, if that means anything, or fascist. That's fascist thinking and dangerous thinking, really dangerous. So what did Hochul do? I mean, this one is, I mean, I prosecuted, I, I don't know, hundreds of these cases. This is such petty crap. I mean, she's like a low-level Albany slime dweller. She gave a $637 million contract to a company called Digital Gadgets uh, with no bid, no bid, no due diligence. Uh, They applied in the morning. They got it in the afternoon. And uh, they got to charge, uh, they got to charge three times more for their COVID test than everybody else. They got to charge $13. The others were charging five. And they made millions and millions and millions. Oh, I left out. And they gave her a $300,000 campaign contribution just at about the same time. <laughs> I don't know if a husband is on the board of this company like he is on the board of the concession company at the stadium where she is wasting $4 billion of your dollars. She had to use that to pay off the other senators to vote for the stadium that isn't going to be in the city of Buffalo. It's going to be way out in the suburbs. And the husband is a big part of the concession company. And you probably don't know this, but one of the most profitable things in a new stadium are concessions because they build them much more intelligently. They build many more of them so you don't have to wait online. They make the aisles much bigger so they don't get crowded because they've calculated that when you get up out of your seat in a football game or a baseball game or whatever – and you see a big line, you may actually be like me. You'd rather watch the game than eat the hot dog. So you go back. But if you can get that hot dog in one minute and be back uh, while the timeout is still going on, well, so the Yankees told me within two years they were making three times more at the new Yankee Stadium. God bless them. They should. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not attacking the Yankees. Well, I wouldn't anyway, but I'm not attacking the Yankees or anybody else. Here's what I'm attacking. Her husband is on the board of the company that's going to make the millions. The damn deal stinks anyway. She's got unions from out of the state coming in who paid her campaign contributions. The damn thing is costing 50, 60 percent more than it ordinarily should because she's paying off the unions who supported her. But this is even worse. She's personally making money on this. Will you please wake up, New York? Wake up, New York. Stop being Democrat brainwashed. Stop it. Don't elect crooks. Your last two governors left in scandals. Controller in jail. Attorney general in jail. All Democrats. Their cities have so much crime, people can't even walk around them. Look at Philadelphia. 
And and they're going to elect this big jackass Fetterman? The guy looks like they should, I don't know what they should do with him. But, I mean, he's in favor of 40 to 50% of the people in Philadelphia being set free. He's a big proponent of that. Now, you know, he had, he had a stroke and he can't talk. Now, I'm sorry he had a stroke and I wish he gets better, but a senator has to talk, you know? I mean, if you had got a stroke and you can't talk, maybe you should stay home and get better and not try to steal a job, huh? Particularly when, when uh, you seem to really like criminals a lot. I mean, you really, really like criminals. You love taxes. You're against uh, fossil fuels. You might as well put all Pennsylvania out of, out, of, out of work. What about fracking, pal? You against that too? I mean, what, what's going on with these Democrats? You're voting for people that are hurting you. Like, because they say things like the anti-inflation bill. The anti-inflation bill that causes inflation. I know you're smarter than that. I know it. I know it. I don't attack the voters like Biden does. I know you're smarter than that. I know what's going to happen. The people that are running, you've got to help us beat the living daylights out of them so you can put your party back together again with people who aren't like Fetterman, who don't come from, I don't know, uh, the Marx uh, school of, uh, of, of public policy. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Hi, Jacqueline. Um, I would like to share something that you may be aware of, but I don't know if your listening audience uh, is aware of it. You opened with talking about September 11th and how they're not teaching that in the school system. And I want to preface this by saying, of course, not all people of the Muslim faith are bad, but we do know that there are uh, sections of the Muslim faith that are, in in fact, radical extremists. And they want to eliminate anyone, even other Muslims, that don't share their radical beliefs. Um, In 1683, September 11th was the height of Islamic power in the world. I didn't know this. I just found this. Why why do you say September 11, 1683? Well, this was what I I had heard on a program. I watched uh, the Catholic Channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were, as I said, this was the first time I had heard of this. Um, And the priest was saying how uh, in that year, on September 11th, that was the height of Islamic power in the world. But on the very next day, there was a battle of Vienna in Austria where over 300,000 of the sultan's troops were defeated by only an army of 90,000 of Christians, and that was under the Polish king, Jan Sobieski. Um, The sultan at that time thought it would be an easy victory for him, but it wasn't. And if they had been victorious, his intentions were then to go to St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, and there would be nothing to stop him from taking over the Vatican and stopping, uh, you know, putting a demise to Christianity. So our entire faith, the entire Christian faith and the history of the world really hung in the balance at that time. Well, it's interesting. I'll have to look. This is the first time yeah. I've heard that. And I'm going to I'm going to definitely look it up. I mean, there's no no question that uh, there's a section 
of the Koran and a, and a section of uh, Muslim history uh, where there is a, a complete uh, obedience to the idea of destroying the infidel. And uh, there, there are two, two resolutions, death or, or uh, submission or slavery. And, um, I mean, you, you can find support for that in, 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 uh, in the Koran. It's not, I mean, I'm not making that up. It's in the Koran. So they find support for it in the Koran, and they, and they emphasize it. Whereas, let's say, more modern Muslims, or hopefully the vast majority of Muslims, read that as very ancient doctrine and theory, and therefore they don't follow it. You know, the way, for example, in the Old Testament, there was a, 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 a stoning, which, you know, now is, is considered to be uh, horrible and something we shouldn't, we shouldn't do. So you've got, I mean, there are complexities to this, but what you're saying, you know, this could, let me look it up and see, and just take a, just take a look at it because this is one I had not heard. Let's go to Tim. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. Hi, Tim. I got a quick one. We got a minute. It's about Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 meals. So people think they debunk that your iPhone can't track your precise location. I have proof that it can. If you go into your settings, go to privacy location services. Don't do this while you're driving, but you can click into any one of the apps. Instagram has your precise location. You can click a button to turn it off. Yeah, and and they keep that for a number of years. Uh, And there are 10, there are at least 10 or 11 companies that make money on that because they sell it to, well, first of all, the FBI uses it, uh, uh, CIA uses it, foreign agencies use it, but they also use it for commercial purposes. They sell it, they sell it to get a profile of you so they can sell you. Nobody's ever debunked uh, 200 mules, except the way they debunked uh, Russian you know, the way they debunked uh, Hunter Hard Drive. You know, it's Russian collusion. Or the way they debunked the investigation of Biden. They said it was debunked. And I used to ask, show me the debunking report. No one's ever debunked anything about 200 mules. No one's ever dared to take on the technology because it's true. Uh, you should watch it. You should just go online and watch it and think about, uh, first of all, it's also backed up with video. About a third of it is backed up by video. Well, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back uh, with a few more thoughts and the mayor's final word. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani with the Tunnel to Towers mayor's final thoughts. Brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Send them $11 a month. After yesterday and the day before and the day before yesterday, I'm sure you, you, you heard about Tunnel to Towers, uh, just not only from me, but from many, many others, and the great work that they do in building homes for people uh, who are uniform members who are catastrophically injured or for paying off mortgages for families where uniform service members die protecting you. Now, how could you do anything better than doing that? I mean, that is just a r- remarkable, a remarkable it's a remarkable thing to do, to put your life at risk and to lose your life in service of others. And uh, we need to support it. We need to, we need to have their backs because they have ours. 
So let's the final thought that I want to give you is how important these elections are unlike at any other time in our past. And uh, it's such a trite statement that this is the most important election ever. It's like, you know, uh, the crying wolf thing where the guy cries wolf so often and there is no wolf. And then finally there really is a wolf and nobody comes. Well, there really is a wolf this time. It's called the uh, Biden Democrat Party. I mean, all you got to do is listen to him. He hates you. He hates me. He hates you. He wants to put me in prison. Uh, He's taken away my right to practice law for no reason because I I disagree about the election. There were thousands of Democrats who disagreed about the election in 16. None of them had their right to practice law taken away. Uh, They just put Eric Schneiderman back practicing law. What did he? He did something to women. (laughs) I guess that doesn't matter. I'm not convicted of anything. They haven't proven a damn thing, and every time they try to prove it, I turn out to be right. I mean, the history is they have the liars, and I'm the guy telling the truth. These are very, very, very dangerous people. It it is not a regular election. They start talking about fascism and semi-fascism because that's the way they act. They've been acting that way since the beginning of the pandemic. They've been acting that way since they lied about China. Many of them are indebted to China, not the least of which is the president of the United States. He gave away our security in in Afghanistan. He's made our country much more uh, in danger of a terrorist attack by letting $85 billion worth of arms get into the hands of terrorists and having people killed that shouldn't have been killed. This is not an ordinary election. This is an election in which we have to fix our country. And it requires electing Republicans who were going to fix it, destroying the leadership of the Democrat Party, cutting the head, the rotted, corrupt head, represented by the crookedest president in American history, and a bunch of other people who I not mentioned, but just you know who they are, who aren't far behind. Uh, All you read about are how they have husbands and kids and are making millions. What about I mean? What uh, this this uh, Chelsea Clinton is, is some uh, boy. She the, didn't fall far from the tree, did it? Here here, here she goes on saying attacking uh, Ivanka Trump, who used to be a friend. She can't she can't be involved with someone who's actively embracing a candidate. And here, this is a quote: a candidate who is trafficking in racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, homophobia, transphobia. And conspiracy theories and lies. I don't. She, did she miss a phobia? I want you to think now. Uh, you go over. This is a quote from from Chelsea. Right. Take it. Take after the mom. I think because Bill was not this nasty. Give me a phobia she didn't mention. Okay. God bless America. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>